When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Get ready now. And the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Susie Schuster. So what do you think is going on with Raider Nation now? We got the wrong guy at the helm. Josh McDaniels is not a good football coach. Today's guests... Fox Sports College Football Insider, Bruce Feldman. CBS Sports NFL Analyst, Amy Trask. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show underway. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen, who will join us momentarily from New York because he's scared to leave me alone in front of a microphone and... I don't blame him, but welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Happy to be with you. 844-204-RICH. Call in. You've got Amy Trask coming up in the next hour. You can ask her questions. The highest-ranking woman in the history of the National Football League. Also, my compadre on What the Football. And if you missed downloading What the Football wherever you find your podcasts, now is a good time to do it, as we had Warren Sapp on yesterday. And... Chris Brockman, he referred to the end of the Bill Belichick era of football. It is getting traction around. It's getting picked up or aggregated. Aggregated is the word the kids use. I like to think that I was out in front of this uh, Belichick hot seat. I was saying it at the start of last year. And, uh, you know, it's nice for everyone else to come around. Yeah, only you're not Warren Sapp. Only you're not QB killer. With a little bit of a platform, and we'll I'm bring not, in Rich at this. I'm and not fishing. I'm not yeah, fishing. Rich, who's, well, also not, really... who's also not Warren Sapp. But he didn't see. He said that the Patriot Way is dead. Yeah, that's what he said. That just, he, I don't think oh, he said that idea. Belichick is done, but he said that the Patriot Way of winning football games is dead. And Warren's always been saying that uh, defense wins championships is a dead phrase. He goes, "It'll give you a chance." He said, "Offense wins championships." He was saying that when you were. Uh, you know, a segment producer for Marshall Falk on on yeah. game day morning. That's how long ago Warren was saying that. And I don't know if that's uh connective tissue to what he told you, Suze and uh Amy, that um that the Patriot way is dead and that even Belichick knows it is what he's saying. Um and uh and how McDaniels is just the latest offshoot of a team trying to bring the Patriot way into their house. And it not working out. Um, and that is definitely something that has been said for a long time. And the only one who could pull it off is Belichick because he has the rings and the trophies to have the standing to go in front of a room of men and say, this is the way we're going to do it. So uh, that's what I found fascinating about his conversation with you, Susie and Amy yesterday. Uh, and Warren just has a very unique way of of saying things and boiling things down to some very simple talk where he basically said McDaniels is not the guy, which is the subtext of all Raider fans concerns about this team coming in and sending Derek Carr away and giving number four to Aiden O'Connell. He doesn't start over Brian Hoyer in Chicago, but finally does put into the game in Chicago after Brian Hoyer throws a pick six and Devonte Adams is getting targets and they're all empty calories in terms of wins 
in so many different ways. And Max Crosby is out there, which is what you need to win games in this league is somebody to put pressure on the quarterback. And he's an A plus plus version of that. And, um, and right now they're, they're under 500 because Tyson Bajant out of uh division two shepherd um, went ahead and played a better game at quarterback than anybody that McDaniels put out there on Sunday and put it all together. And when he said that to you and, uh, and Amy Sue's it, uh, it resonated. It left a mark. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think we could extrapolate it even further, though, Rich. I think that what he was saying is, and this is why I said the era, is that it's these offshoots, it's these coaches across the league who think that they can win with the Bill Belichick playbook. And we haven't seen that many coaches be that successful. So either Bill's, either it's only Bill's special sauce, a lot of conversation about whether he can win, win without Brady at all. But I think Warren, you know, Warren doesn't – Warren comes in through the front door always. Yes, and, he does. And, and was outstanding, I thought, yesterday on uh, What the Football. And so. I can't wait to have you talk about it, expand on it a little bit more with Amy in, uh, in the third hour. Um, you know, and before Bruce Feldman joins the show, uh, I wanted to pop on uh, with you guys and talk a little bit more about my alma mater – um in michigan and it's kind of you know it's a drip 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 every day something's coming out of uh espn and espn.com with pete Thamel following the uh, michigan staffers uh penchant for buying tickets around the country like soon we're going to find out maybe today uh that connor stallions bought tickets to cats to start scouting the family pet for harbaugh you know like we're trying to see who, what else is he buying tickets to go see uh around the country and all of them appear to be uh, set up to make sure that Michigan knew things that they shouldn't. And and, um, and and I can't wait to hear what Bruce Feldman has to say. And I've said over and over and over again that uh, if Michigan did something that it shouldn't, it should pay the piper with whatever is the appropriate, the appropriate um, punishment to fit the crime based on whatever has happened before, even though the scale of this appears to be unprecedented, again, appears to be. Um, in the meantime, though, um, shots are going to get sent in Michigan's direction um, in quite a way. And yesterday I was saying, you know, because we hadn't known yet um, if uh, this staffer was trying to uh, give a peep um, to uh, to potential national championship or national uh, playoff semifinalist opponents for Michigan. And then we heard from ESPN uh, yesterday that that is in fact was the case that he started looking at some non-conference teams or at least bought tickets to those games. And I said, it just didn't matter, you know, if they scouted Georgia or not two years ago, uh, Sue's you were there when we were all on vacation together and I was on new year's Eve watching Georgia beat the crap out of our, uh, out of my Wolverines. And <laughs> I think I've been talked about on the show that Taylor are then, I guess, eight, seven year old came up and gave me these, beads to put around my neck because she was wishing me happy new year and i looked very sad um because it was just a total blowout um as i said yesterday kirby smart could have been holding up a sign that said we're about to run the ball <laughs> we're about to pass the ball and michigan couldn't stop it and obviously you know um as todd blackledge said yesterday this scheme if it did exist is something that would help the defense know what the offense is doing that defensively is it how it would help you and not so much on offense that you'd still have to see it and try and uh, be stopped or try to stop it, even if you know that it's coming. So long story short is then 
those words were out of my mouth and it's entirely possible as i was saying that on the set kirby smart was being asked this question about michigan maybe having george's signs in that very game and his response was uh notable to say the least i guess the necessary follow-up that's obviously coming about michigan you played michigan you aware in retrospect or at the time of anything unusual no i didn't i didn't notice anything or know anything nobody we talked to you know, warned us or any of that. I mean, I think everybody we play, they say, they steal your signals. I mean, we play somebody, they always like, they're great at stealing your signals. But uh, what they're referencing is different than stealing them. I mean, they're, they're coming in, you know, they're talking about people coming to film on That's completely different. But we've tried to, you know, hide the signals, hold the calls, put signs up, do all that. But I, I don't, I, I was nothing I remember about the Michigan game that makes me think that. Yeah, it's called play better than that. You know, that's what they did. They it's played just, better than yeah, It's just, it's not, of course, nothing would stand out because, you know, you got her asses beat by him. I mean, and, if, you know, and, and, and it's kind of funny. The reaction that a lot of folks were saying is like, that's savage. That's ice cold. It's the truth. They kicked Michigan's ass up and down the block. And, and, um, and, and it's just, you know, this is part and parcel and it's tough for Wolverine fans to, you know, handle this. Because it has put Michigan in the crosshairs of of everything that's happened the last two years is all because of this. And I will always push back to say these kids are incredibly talented and that their talent is something that rules the day and that it's only going to have to be up to Michigan from here on out after it's bye week to go and beat the crap out of Purdue and then Penn State and then Maryland and then the Ohio State with them all being supposedly on notice, even though everybody in the last two years had already been on notice and should have known what was coming in to say we should change our signs and things of that nature. And, you know, still, 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 somebody's shooting it with a phone That is beyond the rules, and it should be, again, punished. But I found it fascinating to me, Deion Sanders' response when it was brought up to Prime yesterday, this very subject placed in front of Prime and what he thought about it. Everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can. Um, You could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Physically, you, it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. I don't, I don't buy into a lot of that stuff. You still got to play the game. Back in our glory days with San Francisco as well as the Cowboys, you know darn well Emmitt Smith is getting the ball. You know darn well Mike Irvin is running the comeback. You know darn well Jay Novacek is going to do what he's going to do, and you couldn't stop it. It is what it is. Stop it. I love, man. And obviously, you know, that to me, I'll say it, sounds like a guy without an ax to grind on Jim Harbaugh like everybody else does. So um, he's spitting you what he believes is the truth. And obviously it is something that I'm going to hang my hat on because I don't like the sense that the last two years has been rendered completely moot because of all of this. 
and it's tough to swallow. And I can't wait to see what the next four games looks like because there's a lot at stake, not just for this year, but for the last two years. And that's the way this thing is growing because each passing day, drip, 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 something's coming out. And I can't wait to see when this thing is going to come to a head. When will the NCAA say something? When will the Big Ten say something? Because until then, this drip, drip, drip is going to lead to all of this stuff. And then Jim was on a podcast apparently in uh, in in uh, in Michigan earlier this week talking about how he's going to get a tattoo if he's 15-0 and 0 this year. So he seems unbothered and unconcerned by it, which is great because there's still football to be played. But those are my two cents, my straight up honest, you know, in my heart, in my gut opinion on all this. And uh, I can't wait to hear what Bruce Feldman's going to say with you, Sue, is about what is happening in this investigation. What is fact? What is not? What is against the rules? What is not? What has happened? And when are we going to hear about it? Yeah, and, and who rules first? Is it the Big Ten? Is it the NCAA? Because I think it's the Big Ten that can basically do more first because it would be within the conference and it would be up to them to decide whether this is sportsmanlike or unsportsmanlike. I want to ask Bruce, but it does remind me, as I said in the first hour, of when things started to go south at USC with the Reggie Bush issues. And then suddenly it started pilfering around and suddenly P. Carroll got a one-way ticket out of Los Angeles. And I would feel awful for you and for the Michigan nation if this is the end of the Harbaugh era. Well, again, and I, I don't know. I have no idea because there's so much going on behind the scenes of how he might be uh, feeling, um, how the administration of the school is handling it with him behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. And I think really it's the NCAA that's going to have to act because, you know, at this point in time, Michigan can't respond because it's under investigation. But somebody keeps talking to Pete Thamel of ESPN right? and telling him about this school has tickets, that school has tickets, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. And the question is, was this guy doing it at the direction of the school? Or was this guy saying, you know, I'm in charge of stealing signs or I'm in charge of knowing the signs? How about that? I'm in charge of I'm in charge of decoding the signs. And he goes ahead and does all this stuff on his own. And then Michigan just thinks he's as great at it as, as he is. I honestly, I don't know what to make of any of this. And uh, I can't wait for it to be over so we could close the book and move on if if it's necessary and serve whatever penalty that's coming or not, because there's not much to it because the rules say um, one thing and he did another or anything of that nature. Uh, I just don't know know. as well as I do that the history of college football is littered with people who said that they were operating on their own without the coach knowing what they were doing. And it's going to be really tricky to be able to prove a connection between the head coach and said stallion from our friend from the the Valley. And um, so it'll be really hard to tell. I mean, you're going to need, they're going to have to, I would imagine, seize a computer, look at emails. And also the NCAA takes forever to do anything. So the question is how fast they'll turn this around. And it's a good thing that Bruce is coming on next. So I can ask him. Seems like you've got something to say, Chris. I could see that look on your face. You can go ahead. Go ahead and say what you want. Just, well, well, two things. It's really not the point as if it, it, as if it worked. It's the point that you knew it was against the rules and they did it anyway. And then I'm just wondering if, will the tattoo have an asterisk? I'm just confused. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, the test. Well, I think, again, uh, Ohio State fans, or pardon me, the Ohio State fans would have a, a good time hearing about the word tattoo, <laughs> since obviously that's what cost Jim Tressel his gig back in the day. Which seems and insane that's- now. Well, exactly. Under yeah, the current yeah. construct of the world in college football, it seems insane 
that somebody that got tattoos um, instead of cash or whatever for, you know, uh, their name, image and likeness back in the day um, that it would cost a guy a gig. Uh, someone who you liked a lot, Suze, when you were covering Jim Trestle. I think there's even a Jim Trestle signed Ohio State hat to me that he gave to you to give to me somewhere in our studio. You mean that, cousin that had Jim? Exists. Cousin Jim. <laughs> That's right. I know, right? No, I, I, you know what I mean? So um, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, and I can't wait to hear what Bruce Feldman has to yeah. say on the subject matter. Yeah, like you said, Rich, it's just been a slow drip of news kind of since last weekend. So you're just kind of wondering what's and, next. And Kirby's smart, man. He's got every reason to say, yeah, I don't, I have, I have no idea. I didn't see anything of that <laughs> because they just absolutely dismantled Shellac Michigan. Shellacked them. It was they, just well, a Well, I mean, you don't have to keep year. adding adjectives. It was just, just I think I covered it. They, they, they pounded them. They brutalized them. They All looked right. like a bunch of babies out there. It was All right. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Okay. So uh, why don't you get to Bruce? <laughs> He's probably waiting. It's so a, uh, I can't wait. It's I look a great forward to hear what he said. I'm not going to lie. You look good, honey. Thanks, Suze. It's a gorgeous you didn't have to say it so surprised. Yeah. Okay. You look Very good. good. You look good. Oh, my God. You went higher ed. Higher register. Uh-oh. Very good. Uh oh. Okay. I'm, I'm just wondering if that's Thank a you. real backdrop because I haven't seen an airplane. It does look or like anything. a fake yeah, backdrop. It looks like it could be fake. a blind a that painting? you just pulled down. What are you talking about? I haven't seen a plane or a boat move in the back or anything. Are you green screen right now? Are you green screening? It's kind of awesome. I'm watching a boat move. Yeah. I'm watching a helicopter fly. Come on now. What do you think? Yeah. What? What? I faked the moon landing, so I, I got out of doing the show today. No, I'm going tonight. I'm hosting this thing for Del Tufo. Yeah, so it'll be great. See? Hey, it, come back it, with Mike. some hardware, will you, Get please? It, Mike. I'll do that. Some All right. pasta yeah. and some hardware. All right, kids. All right, see you Rich. later, see you, Rich. Oh wait, so Coopy's Coopy's going to be on after Bruce? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have him on. Fantastic. And I'm nice. going to advise him not to do anything with Chris Brockman, who is totally untrustworthy. So no, there we that's go. That's how this is going to go. No, that'll be fine. So my team, be, so hold on a minute. Be before you go, uh, wow. what what is the trade? What do you got? You don't want to. You don't want to reveal it. Well, He's not want, listening. I don't now. want you to text him and then tell give him a heads up. You know? I'm not. I'm out. I'm, wow. By the you way, you wouldn't I, want me I'm to out. protect my child in advance from <laughs> a predator. I'm just wow. curious. That is. <laughs> I'm curious. Fantasy predator. What do you got? I'm not going to tell you. What do you got? Salty Schuster. I'm definitely not going to tell you. All right. See you later, guys. Bye, bye Rich. All right. Bye, honey. <laughs> bye, honey. Thanks for dropping by the Rich Eisen Show. Fantasy Predator. Jeez. In case you were wondering, you can get that logo that Rich is wearing in case you want a beacon in the night or you're walking your dog at night and you want to, like, you know, stand out. I mean, not... Batman's about to pop up. Like, it's... It's just <laughs> oh, getting you guys. Blasted into the sky. You guys. That was one of the rejected logos. I'm just saying. All right, can I tell you about game time, please, Please before we go? Please do. Because I'm the one who has to get the tickets most of the time, except for not this weekend, because Rich is taking Coop and his buddies Ryan and Owen to the Buffs UCLA Bruins game. Oh, nice. Eight clap. Sweet. And that's going to be so much fun. I actually sat out just for this reason, so that he could take one of his buddies. But game time helped us out, you guys. They always do. When you are trying to find tickets to a show or a concert or a play or what have you, you go to game time. Because the Game Time app is easy and you can always see where you're getting your seats. Because when I'm buying for my kids and I have to make sure that Taylor can see, I don't want to be obstructed. I can get into the Game Time app. I can go there and I can make sure that I can see the seating. I can make sure that she can see the stage and not be sitting on my lap the whole time, which has happened so many times. They're a great way to find your tickets, too. They Also, you can buy tickets up until an hour after wherever you're going. And so say you have, like, no plans at the last minute. You're just like, you know, I want to go see this show. 
You can go there, get those seats, no matter what you're going to find. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code RICH for $20 off of your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create the account, redeem the code R-I-C-H, that's RICH, for $20 off. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Bruce Feldman, when we come back, we're going to ask him what the heck is happening in Michigan. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. First one up, Herm Edwards on October 30th, 2002, after a week eight loss to the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Here is play to win the game, as told by Victor Newman. This is great about sports. This is what's the greatest thing about sports, is you play to win. Hello? You play to win the damn game, right? You don't play just to play it. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, get your ass out of here, then retire. Cause it matters. Well done. That's number one. Next up, on October 16th, 2006, after the Cardinals blew a 20-point lead against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, man. Dennis Green, they are who we thought oh. they were, as, as portrayed by and Victor Newman. Bears are who we thought they were, you know? That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the damn hook. Very good. Very well done. 
All right, last one for I you. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm glad that we got it rolling, because here's the last one. I can feel it. Oh. On May 7th, 2002, the famed practice press conference of one Allen Iverson, as recounted by the man who plays Victor Newman, Eric Braden, hit it. I mean, listen, man. You're talking about practice, okay? Not a game. It's not a game. Not a game, all right? Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. I know it's important. Yeah, I do, I do, I do, I honestly do. But you're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. You're talking about practice, man. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger's got the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by and clean my husband's office for me so I don't lock him out of the house. Hmm. Hi, Bruce. How are Hello. you? Do they flip the sign around? Um, I have my own sign. Your own sign. I mean, I put Rich's over here. I take off the <laughs> uh, the best dad ever because let's face it, who was the one at 3 a.m. dealing with the kids last oh night? Oh, my God. Yeah, whoa, he whoa, yeah, whoa. he doesn't get credit for that. No. He's, he, I will say this, and you're not surprised. Rich is a great dad and incredibly hands-on. But I'm just saying, like, you know. Needs to keep it kept on track. Yeah. You know, get out the whips. How are you, Bruce? What's I'm, going on? I'm doing good. You know what's going on? Uh, best dad ever is alma mater's going on. <laughs> it's, just, it's, like it's crazy. Bruce. I mean, it sounds so simple to say this. What the heck is going on? I mean, because every day we're getting little, little bits of information as opposed to one collective release so we actually know. So all we are left to do is surmise, in your opinion, what is really happening at the University of Michigan? I think there's a lot of angst right now inside Michigan because you have this team that is a great team with all these veteran leaders who've come back. They have dominated everybody they played. And yet this is now going to hang over the rest of the season because there's a lot of what seems to be damning evidence that is mounting about signal stealing that goes into the category of advanced scouting, which is different than the signal stealing that is normally kind of accepted as part of college football and football in general, which is the in-game stuff. Uh, Connor Stallions, who was a, he's a 28-year-old um, Naval Academy grad who was on staff. He wasn't a position coach. He has since been suspended. But this was a guy who had a reputation inside the program as being as being very, very good at cracking another team's signals. And it's something he took pride in. As somebody who who knows him a little a little bit, that that wasn't a that wasn't a secret. Now the part that's different here is that there seems to be documentation that is piled up. Uh, showing him buying tickets to, it seems like, have people or himself film a team's signals ahead of time. And that is definitely against the rules, especially if he's doing it. Um, you know, how much, how much of an advantage does it give Michigan? I think it depends on who you talk to among the coaching world because there's a lot of coaches who feel like, okay, this is wrong, but also some of this has gone on at you know in pockets. We've just never seen as high profile of a situation where it seems to have come to light. And how quickly will the NCA be able to? I don't want to say get out in front of it, but 
my sense, and we've talked about this on the show with Rich, is that Jim Harbaugh, who's obviously danced with the NFL a couple times the last two years, and he has a really good record as an NFL head coach in the past, will bounce after this season. And the stuff that he's already in the middle of the NCAA hot water with in terms of COVID um, violations during the COVID dead period from a few years ago, that they won't be able to do anything to him. Now, they may be able to, san- to add sanctions to his alma mater, Michigan. Uh, but what happens with this? Can they get out in front of him? Or, you know, if Michigan wins a national title, you know, does that something that could be taken away? I don't, I, I don't think anybody has any answers to this right now. I mean, I have so many questions to follow up. I want to ask you about sloppy forensics. But when you say that, I said this earlier, it just makes me think of the years at USC when they went on um, with the Reggie Bush, Carson Palmer years and Pete Carroll bounced for Seattle and left behind a whole hot mess behind him. I mean, what are the similarities to you? Well, in the case of that, you know, Reggie Bush's case. So USC really kind of thumbed its nose at the NCAA. And a lot of times schools are very, uh, or seemingly, you know, cooperative with the investigation. That was not the case with USC. And the NCAA hammered USC after that. Um, and it was really about about the case with Reggie. And what, you, what was weird there was you had an agent who, uh, you know, an NFL agent who was trying to get Reggie and there were benefits involved and the, the, the curious part of that, or the, I, I don't know if it's ironic, but they were really trying to do something to get Reggie to leave. And when he left, it wasn't like, hey, these are benefits to come to USC. And that's where it kind of blew up in their face and they hammered them. This, like, I don't, I personally do not feel like, okay, you know, they, Reggie lost his Heisman. I don't feel like that is a, people are looking at the going, oh yeah, USC didn't win those games or, or what, what, what not. In this case, I think you will have some people argue, hey, they're winning some of these games because they have the answers to the test ahead of time. And that's the part that falls into the competitive balance. I think it depends on how many coaches you talk to and who you talk to. Certain coaches feel a lot more strongly about that than others. But that's the benefit of the doubt that Michigan is going to lose in a lot of people's eyes. And you saw that Deion Sanders said it doesn't really matter. You have to be better. He talked about his Cowboys. Everybody knew what they were going to do. Emmitt Smith was going to run the ball. Michael was going to go ball out. But Michigan's in a position in which they have really talented guys who could go on to win the championship. Number one, how fast will the NCAA work? Number two, will it be the NCAA or will it be the Big Ten? And number three... What does it say for this season? I mean, I never like to ask three questions in a row, but my head's exploding. So let me ask, let me get to the, like, I would be surprised. It could be the Big Ten. I would be surprised if it was the Big Ten. Because from from what I'd heard, I don't know how much the the Big Ten has everything, whereas the NCAA may be out in front of this a little more. I just would be surprised if the Big Ten was going to shut down a flagship program like that. Yeah, and they don't want to have. They want Michigan to be in the championship. They do, they and they, it benefits the them. It benefits their brand. It it just adds so much. You know, I get it. They're going to get a lot of pushback from some of the schools in their conference. Now, the other layers to this that I think are really interesting is if you're Michigan, and right now, like 
they've smashed schools. It hasn't been close to anybody. But now, the, the pretty much their schedule falls into two games the regular season. It's Penn State, which is on the road, and and Ohio State comes to play them. You have to think those schools are going to be so buttoned up, whether they're going to use wristbands or they're going to change all their signals. You know, whatever intel that that Michigan has or may have, it's probably not going to be applicable. So it's all changed now. Yeah. So I think if you're a if you're a Michigan person, you're going to go look. It's going to come down to that. I mean, I I will say this. I talked to a coach on one of the Big Ten teams they've already beaten, and this coach was like. If they had anything on us, nothing like out of the ordinary, they didn't have any like calls or anything that was like, they just whipped us because they were a lot better than us. Now, last year going into the Ohio State Michigan game, I did a story where I talked to a lot of coaches who played both teams. And one of the coaches I talked to was a running back coach said this, and I didn't even think about this when this story broke last Wednesday, but a colleague of mine pointed this out in the story that I had where he, this coach said, Michigan had our stuff early. They had both sides of the ball. They they had all our signals. And so, you know, it kind of su- supports to some degree that there was some advanced intel that they would have had. Um, I just think it's, it's just a fascinating story on a lot of levels, including the part which you said, which you were talking about before we came on, which is like, man, some of this stuff is really sloppy. You know, you talked about the forensics piece of this. Like, that's the part where I'm like, okay, we got a Naval Academy grad. Um, it doesn't add up. This is not like the Galuli world of the, you know, Tanya Harding days of like, these are really, you know, sloppy, sloppy, you know, characters and bad actors in here. You just wouldn't think they would be, you know, like, be so, have it so traceable. That's exactly what we were saying. Again, Bruce Feldman here on The Rich Eisen Show, Susie Schuster in for Rich. That's what we were saying is that, It's one thing to be cavalier and cocky. It's another thing in 2023 to be using your personal credit cards to be a staff member of the Michigan football team and to be that lazy, that sloppy, which leads me to believe in some strange way. Was he just trying to boost his self-worth? Did he actually connect it to Harbaugh? Was he actually putting this into play? It feels way too Keystone Cops and Stupid, frankly. It, it does. I mean, like, you know, part, part of me is sitting there thinking about this, you know, just as like, I would guess, you know, like, I'm not great with technology. I am of that age where I'm not, I'm just not, right? Like, your kids are probably more adept at certain things than Rich is, right? No doubt. And so, but he's not, you know... Me and Del Tufo's age, where it's like he's, you know, he's a 28 year old who is in, trained in the, you know, in the military. You just think like it defies a little logic. It almost feels like a strange plant to bring. I mean, it's, it's so insane. And I know it's not. Let me make that clear. But it's so insane and so lazy for a military guy who's very bright. You would know. It's, it, that part doesn't add up to me. Right. And so. I, I think there is a part of this where from talking to people who know Connor pretty well, that this was something he took pride in. I know he took pride in this. And this was like, you know, the idea of, Hey, here's a military guy. And you know, there, you, people can find stuff that he's written online or had written online in the past that kind of reflects this, this something he took pride in. So if this is something you're really, really good at and people know you're really, really good at and people you really respect, because obviously 
everything I've heard is he was a diehard Michigan fan long before he ever, you know, was on their sidelines that, okay, what can I do to sharpen my skills? What else can I do? Because if this is what you think about, um, you know, coaches go to clinics, coaches do all these things to try to get better at their craft. You know, did he brainstorm? And again, I'm not, I, I think there's plenty of people you don't need to be an Ohio State fan to go like, okay, this definitely feels like Jim Harbaugh had to know. Head coaches have to know where the information is coming from. It's it's stra- It strains credibility to think that they would have no knowledge of what this guy, because at the end of the day, you have to trust this person who's giving you information going, yeah, I, you should call this, or this is what they're doing here. Because like, why would you believe that person if they didn't have a track record of being extremely prescient? You have to wonder, you said the words, which really like set me off, diehard fan. It's very dangerous to put diehard fans on your staff because that means they'll be desperate to have a win come. So they want to make themselves feel more relevant or more valuable or what have you. And the minute you add a fan into the mix, you're, you're, you're playing with somebody who's willing to do almost anything that they can possibly do to be relevant. And, and people are saying now, well, what are you going to do? It's always been around, sign stealing, whether you're going to go. You can't obviously go on the road like he did and line up tickets to steal these signs, but it's been around forever. So what's what's the answer? I mean, you cannot move, I don't think, to the NFL with having the in-helmet because not every not every campus can afford that. I think that's a, that's a question. I've talked to coaches this week who are like, this is a five-minute fix um, in terms of if they did go to the NFL model. And some teams use that in spring football. It's just not cleared for in in game i think you know on the point you just made about the diehard fan and just thinking about this like this this years ago but i remember talking you know got some anonymous tips from some some fan about some other schools cheating and i was and he was like well this school this school would never cheat i was like any place where they have like obsessed fans they have the potential to have some kind of scandal Mm -hmm. because all it takes is some you know a couple of boosters with some money who want to show how important they are, feel that much more connected, that they can do some really shady stuff because players are and their families are pretty accessible now. Everybody knows who gets who's getting recruited and who people think are valued recruits. So that part is not a stretch to think that 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 that's the parallel that could happen. But in terms of a fix, I think it is a case of look if the NFL can make it happen colleges there's tons of money now does that mean division three schools can go to the nfl model or even fcs programs maybe not but that's ultimately where the money is so it's like if they can fix it they probably need to fix it it's just from what i've heard there are some coaches out there who are like "Mm," they they lean on that that stealing signals and that works to their benefit so maybe they do not want their ad's or their presidents at the end of the day to vote for those things to go through Bruce Feldman joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. You said follow the money. That takes me to USC. Unfortunately, that's a a segue that just comes into my head. Obviously, um, we know what's happening there, but what's your opinion on where you're seeing USC going with losses and the surprises? Do you think there's anything to the idea that Caleb Williams getting money in advance means he's just not as hungry as you would have been in the past to win because you already have a huge bankroll? I don't think that that's it. I, I think what you have right now is you have a team that has 
was had a terrible defense last year. It's not much better now. You see, like last week, they had a chance to finish off Utah. You know, one of their talented former five-star recruits who came from Georgia has two, you know, really bad plays that end up costing them and give Utah more opportunity. I think you also see a team that's like Caleb covered up a lot of flaws, not certainly not just on the defense, but on the offensive line. Their offensive line is worse this year than it was last year. And going to see them play Notre Dame in South Bend a couple of weeks ago, you could see physically they did not look like what an SE offensive line should look like. And I think what what happens is you can keep it on track for a while. And Caleb's a phenomenal talent, but I think there's some flaws that eventually got exposed, right? And I think you see a team that still is struggling with its identity because it's like for so long, I think they can lean on, hey, we got the best player in college football. He's going to cover it up. He's going to fix it. Well, against Notre Dame, they had five turnovers. He threw three picks in the first half. And now all of a sudden that facade, if you want to call it that, was kind of punctured or fell apart. And now like they played a Utah team that's a tough physically and mentally tough team and they were not intimidated by USC at all because they beat them twice last year and then they ended up coming back to get them like they'll play Cal this weekend I think they'll win that game and then they have Washington next week Washington's loaded and Washington to me is a bad matchup for them because not only they have Michael Penix Jr. and a good system but they have really good receivers and USC to me their biggest issue micro is that their defensive backs are not very good. They're not playing with much confidence. They don't tackle well. They don't seem to react. They just seem like they, they're not playing with a lot of confidence. And I wonder if it's this, it's that they go up against Caleb Williams and some, you know, a lot of firepower every day at practice. And maybe it's hard to, to build confidence that way. And yet you'd think that if you're spending this much money for a head coach, these are little, these are not, these are not little errors. These are obvious. If you're spending this much money and putting this much money into a program, how do these flaws, how do these errors keep getting exposed? I think that it was, they went from whatever they were, four and eight to like an 11 win team last year. They got a lot better. Sure, certainly a lot of that was Caleb and a lot of that was Lincoln Riley bringing an identity on offense. But they, you know, like the schedule is a little harder this year than it was last year. I do think they're better on defense, but even it's not that much. And also, like last year, they would fall apart in the fourth quarter of games. That just, it happened as the year went on. I think that could happen now. Like, I mean, if they go nine and three, like they're better. It's just like they, I, I think in my own read, I thought they were going to be a playoff team because I thought Caleb was that much better than everybody else. And I still think he is the best quarterback in the country, but you know, they, they're not good enough in a lot of places they don't have that much of a margin for error, you know? And so ultimately you're going to get got two or three times. And I think that's what they are. And they just haven't, they just don't have enough good players. They do not have a good enough offensive line. They don't have enough quality on defense. They're, they're kind of undisciplined. They are undisciplined. I don't think kind of, undisciplined. they are undisciplined because that showed last week at late in the game. And it shows at times. And those things, I think, you know, Lincoln Riley, those are the things he has to get right, that they 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 need to be a more disciplined team. They need to recruit better on the offensive line. The portal can help, but it couldn't do everything for them. Last question. At the end of the season, finish the sentence, Michigan football is going to? It's a good question. Michigan football is going to drive a lot of eyeballs, no matter what. 
I think I think it's going to be really hard for the NCAA to get out in front of this. I like the only thing I can compare it to is like about a decade ago or a dozen years ago, Cam Newton took college football by storm when he came from junior college back to the SEC. And he was the best college football player I've ever seen. And there was all kinds of drama about the NCAA was going to get them or whatever. And they won a national title. And it was almost all Cam Newton, right? He was the only, like, they had one other big-time guy, Nick Farrelly, who was a draft guy. And if I'm not mistaken, they still got all that, you know. And he still got his Heisman. And people can believe what they're, you know, how they feel about it. You know, the question is, can Michigan... I think they are, like, if you asked me eight days ago, I think Michigan was gonna was the team I picked to win a national title. I think J.J. McCarthy's playing at a really high level. I'm sure they will do the us against the world thing that it's not just Ohio against the world with, with Ryan Day. I think it's us against the world thing. I think the question, again, is can the NCAA may, you know, like, man, what does that look like? I, I don't know. You know, I just, it's so, I could be wrong on this. And I probably will be, but like it just doesn't seem like the NCAA ever moves this fast. That's what I thought too. Yeah. So I think at some point, you know, I think Jim Harbaugh wins. Jim Harbaugh leaves. I don't know where, you know, I don't know if he goes to the Bears. I don't know if he goes to the Chargers. I don't know where he goes, but I don't think he's going to be there next next year. And Rich Eisen cries. Oh, he's going to lose his mind. Well, you know, will he be conflicted if he wins a national title and then they lose the national title? How does that work? Uh, I think it's going to be a nightmare all around. How was about it, that? Is it a bigger nightmare than than being two and five and losing to Ohio? They didn't even play Ohio State the, the pandemic year. When they, but is it which is the worst nightmare to the huge Michigan fan to get get losing thumped? to Ohio State? Period. Period. End of story. Yes. Bruce, thank you for your time. I'll see you in a couple of weeks when Rich okay. is in Germany. Sounds good. I enjoyed it. Good to see you. Thanks you again. We'll close up the second hour of the Rich Eisen Show when we come back, and then Amy Trask to start the third hour. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We have something called celebrity true or false, if you wouldn't mind uh, sure. letting us know if some of these things are true or false. <laughs> Spent seven years living in Greece as a teenager. Is that a true story? Uh, yeah, that's that's true. That is true. Are I went to high school. I graduated high school there. My dad was with the American Embassy when I was a kid. Uh, we were actually in Beirut, Lebanon, uh, and the no war kidding. got evacuated from uh, from Beirut to uh, Athens, Greece, and my dad got reassigned to the embassy there and was there for actually six years, not seven. No kidding. So are you fluent in Greek? Are you? Uh, was that, what, what did you just say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. No, I, I, I said I speak a little Greek, but, uh, okay. you know, I, we, I, my wife and I took our kids over there a few years ago, and uh, I, I, I definitely got yelled at by a few people when I was in, you know, trying to overextend my command of the language but i could get around well you know if it, it doesn't ma- if it has nothing to do with Giannis these days as sport at tetacumpo we we have no idea as a sports what, about whether you were talking greek or not unless we don't hear that name can you i don't know what you're talking about you don't right even now. know right now what i'm talking well, about what, what do you Giannis, mean Giannis, the, the the nba player oh okay yeah yeah, yeah sure well yeah Giannis. that's john as you know john, Giannis <laughs> is john just so you know <laughs> Actually, I did not know that. Yeah, Yannis. Zorgos is George. Yannis is John. So he's John Atenecumpo? That's right. That's right. I had no idea. So if we, I, I don't think you're telling the truth. I swear I am. Yeah, for sure, Yannis. Absolutely. So should I just call he's him Johnny A from now on? From now on, yeah, you can. Johnny A, my guy from the Bucks, Johnny A. I'm like a Wikipedia page for you. you are, I mean, how have you guys survived on the show all these years without me? <laughs> well, I just got to, we've got to get you on more. Sorry, I was busy texting to try to get Cooper on the on the horn here so that I can tell him not to listen to Chris Brockman. This is going to be a dicey. I've never actually had a kid on. What are you talking about? To interview on a show before. We've never had that. No. Please. No, because I, I always but say you can't have one of the kids on. When a Rich... kid. He's your, your kid. kid. Hey, Coopy, are you on, buddy? Yeah, I am. Oh, there he is. Hey, Coopy. What's what up, Coopy? Hi, sweet guy. How's your flex day from school today? Um, it's good. We we were um, on the way to school, and then Tim said she had a sore throat, so we had to go back home. Oh, so you had to get up early to take Killer to school only for her not to go to school. Exactly. This is a rough day. Cooper, you're basically like Kawhi Leonard. You're yeah. getting load managed from school right <laughs> so, now. You can handle a load management, right? A little day off is good for you, right, Cooper? Yeah, totally. Get your work done, rest Ferris up. Bueller. Eat some protein. Uh, Coop, (laughs) let me just, let me tell you this. And thank you for joining us, Cooper Eisen, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Cooper, be really careful of Chris Brockman because he has a trade suggestion for you. And I will throw this to Chris Brockman, but Coopy do. Yes. You don't have to take the trade. You hear me? Is it Jason Tatum because he's a Celtics fan? (laughs) Cooper, you know, I've known you since you couldn't speak. Okay. 
You're a Celtics fan, just like me. You had the fifth pick in our fantasy draft. I knew you were taking Tatum. You took him last year. I knew it was happening. True. Uh, however, I want to make you an offer. I want to try. I want to acquire Tatum from you. Okay. <laughs> Anyone on my, on my team is available. However, I'm gonna. I am going to generously offer Kevin Durant and LeBron James for for Jason Tatum. What do you say to that offer? I, I'll think about that. I think that's kind of interesting, but the, but like everyone's like saying, James LeBron James is too old. I don't know about that. He's had some good games, like, and also we saw Austin Reeves. He had a good game yesterday. Kevin Durant doesn't seem does seem really interesting, but I am a Jason Tatum fan. But I really, I will definitely think about that. Okay, I mean, so it's not you a sure, not, Cooper? Not Are you a no. sure? I you mean, sure? Yeah, yeah. Why? How man. would that help you, Cooper? Though, because Chris just thinks about himself. <laughs> so, how would that actually help you? I think it would help me because um, I think both um, Kevin Durant and LeBron James can really get like double doubles and stuff like that. Like, like they can both get like thirty point games. Like Tatum would like doesn't really get as much double doubles as both of them do. And I also need. The problem, and he's offering two forwards for a forward, and LeBron James can also play guard, along with. So that doesn't make it. I mean, doesn't make he doesn't make a good point. All right, so, Coop, Coop. so hold on, TJ, really quickly, and then I'm gonna throw it to TJ. Mm-hmm. Coop, if he's gonna do this with you, you need to have cash or 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 swag as part of the package. Wow. Yeah. Cash. <laughs> cash considerations. TJ, real quick for Cooper. Look, uh, Coop, real quick. What Brockman is trying to do to you, buddy, is he's trying to subtract Celtics from you, right? That's what he's trying to do. You're a Celtics fan. But I've got Porzingis. So I may be willing to add Celtics to your squad. See, that's subtraction. This is addition. So that's all I'm saying is Porzingis could be available if the price is right. Oh. I mean, I do have four centers, so maybe not. Oh, okay. he's four centers. Cooper, I also have Derek White. I could throw him in the mix. If you, no, we can I, don't, three I, don't, I don't think I don't think Derek White's going to get as much playing time with the new roster, especially like Jay Rue Holiday is going to get like more playing time as well. Well, Derek White's starting tonight, Cooper. We open against the Knicks. Let's go. Just see how Poor it goes first. Zingas see how Coop. it goes. That's a soda coming to your team, not subtracting from your team. Coop, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. You hear me? Mommy said you don't have to do it. <laughs> I, it, it. I think the trade that I'm more like leading to is Chris's trade because it's two players for one. And I and like especially because I like four centers. The reason why I got like four centers for like block reasons. Mm. And the and like he has a, like a better trade because like Tatum is like my number one pick, but right. Durant and LeBron James are both really solid players. Good All right, Coop, Good don't rush into it. Don't commit anything with Chris Brockman. You hear me? Like, think about it, <laughs> mull it over. Poor Zingas. You don't have to go Coop. anywhere. Coopy, um, before Poor we lose Zingas. you, World Series prediction, Coop, because you love this one. Um, I, I I think really Rangers and six because I think it's just a better matchup for them. Like especially with the pitching, like the Diamondbacks also might have like trouble with against the Rollers Chapman because I my, my dad gets super annoyed because I say he throws strikes, he throws strikes, and he gets <laughs> so much. But I thought you love the Diamondbacks, Coop. I I do really like this Diamondbacks team, but I think it's a better matchup leading for the Rangers. It was I I felt like Rangers in six or Diamondbacks in seven. I kind of I really like watching these Diamondbacks. 
All right. So do you want to go with Rangers and six or Diamondbacks and seven? You got to you got to pick one. I think Rangers and six is going to be it. I agree with you, Coop. Why are you trying to make him switch his his pick? Hey, listen, I'm teaching him early. He's got to be decisive in his decisions here. Coop, Mm -hmm. you're awesome. You crushed it. Go to Vito's for lunch. Porzingis. I don't know if I'm going to be just for lunch. Where are you going to go for lunch, Coop? I have no clue. All right, you get to pick. He's got his whole he's, day. He's great job. Flex, Coop. You go flex. All right. <laughs> Coop, thanks for joining us here See on the Coop. Rich Eisen Show. See you at home, hey. honey. Later, buddy. See you, buddy. Hey, from Cooper to Amy Trask, what a show. <laughs>